0: And welcome to BiblioChat, brought to you by BiblioScoop.com, where we will discuss various topics in history. I'm your host, Forrest Hurlbut, and on today's episode, we will explore China's role as a 21st century imperial nation. Part one will be an introduction to China's imperial growth and the concept of imperialism itself, and then parts two and three, we will take a closer look at China's economy and espionage history. And so to start this topic, we are going to take a look at the history of Western European imperialism because I want to provide a larger context to what China is doing and how its imperial behavior has been reflected in the past. Before democracies, the world was ruled by imperial monarchies who competed against one another for international territories. And while most of Western Europe had this imperial drive, we are going to quickly discuss England's imperial history. So in 1500, England invaded Ireland and conquered the region. Then they expanded into North America and eventually into India. So England had this 300-year progression where they had colonies from the western to the eastern hemispheres. And one of the core drives of these conquests was the demand for natural resources as england expanded they were exploiting these new territories that held things like oil wheat and timber and these resources were the lifeblood of building an empire and the value of these resources is reflected by the intense competition for them before controlling india the british had to oust the dutch presence in order to establish their rule over the indian population so by 1800 england beat out all of the Western European nations and became the world's superpower by having international claims from the Americas to India. And again, it was the value of natural resources that drove these territorial claims. And with the largest navy in the world, a steady supply of trees was critical. So it's estimated 4,000 to 6,000 trees were needed to construct a single battleship, And it's documented that England had 152 battleships in 1800. So that means 600,000 to 900,000 trees were required to build the fleet. This shows that as the empire grew, the demand for timber grew with it. And there's historical evidence to support that England was constantly facing supply shortages of timber. And so, the point I want to make here is that imperial drive includes the desire to conquer your enemies to make territorial claims that hold all forms of valuable resources, such as timber. And this idea helps us understand China, and that from 2005 to 2018, they have invested $300 billion in Africa. And Africa is one of the most resource rich continents on the planet. They have oil deposits, agricultural land, and metals. And similar to England's imperial history, China is investing in resource-rich lands in order to strengthen and grow their country. And one of the concerning things about this growth is that it reflects England's imperial ambitions, where one of the main goals of this growth is to strengthen the military. China's Navy in 1996 had 57 destroyers and smaller ships, and in 2019, they had 296 Navy ships, and in total, China spent $146 billion on their entire military in 2016, making them the second largest military spender behind the United States. And so this shows the process of imperial growth where a nation has to acquire the natural resources necessary in order to strengthen the empire. And China is demonstrating these qualities where they are heavily investing in natural resources in order to grow their military and their economy. And it's interesting looking at this today because the average person would probably fear the threat of North Korea more than China when it should really be the other way around. North Korea has nuclear missiles, which are an obvious threat, but they lack the systematic and calculated growth China is demonstrating. For 30 years now, China has implemented an organized and efficient approach to empire building that reflects the British imperial growth. And so today this is interesting because the U.S. hasn't faced an enemy that rivaled their military capabilities since World War II. And since World War II, we have grown very comfortable as the world superpower. And this has given us a level of safety we've grown accustomed to. Osama bin Laden and, and Al Qaeda were an international enemy we had, but there was no possibility Al Qaeda could sustain a constant threat to U.S. citizens. And so, with the difference with China, is that they can sustain a legitimate threat to the U.S. With the pace of their military growth and economic growth, they are building into a sustainable power that can rival the U.S. military. So this is the first time since Hitler that the U.S. is facing a rapidly growing country that is methodical in their approach to empire building, a country that is investing in its future through imperial means. Thank you for listening. This concludes part one. Next episode, we're going to take a closer look at China's president, Xi Jinping, and how he has methodically constructed the world's second largest economy. I'll see you then.